The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. This is the maybe one of the biggest Thursday night football games I can remember in a long time. You've got the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. They're both six and three. Everybody and the Rams seemingly, everybody except the 49ers is in, in a position in the NFC West to take control of the division. It's Kyler. It's Russell Wilson. This is going to be awesome. And so we thought we should go to one of our communities. We're going to Revenge of the Birds in the Arizona Cardinals community. And we welcome in Johnny Venerable. Johnny, thanks for being with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to talk uh, ball with you guys. And yeah, b- biggest uh, Thursday night matchup for this team probably in half decade since that 2015 team that made it to the NFC title game. Uh, it is uh, an opportunity I wrote on the website this week for for a potential of a passing of the baton, the changing of the guard in the NFC West with Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks struggling. Uh, the Cardinals have already beaten them once this year and, and Kyler Murray ascending to what has now become, you know, NFL superstardom. And there's a ton I want to get to. I don't mean to pump the brakes on everything, but I have to ask you. Yeah. When DeAndre Hopkins catches that ball, what is the celebration in the venerable household? Well, I, I, I have a, a five-year-old son. He was napping. My daughter, uh, who's 15 months, was already awake from me screaming after Drake Kirkpatrick's interception, and I thought sealed the game. That did not. Um, and then when the, the Hopkins uh, play happened, I woke up my five-year-old son. So it was a double whammy for my wife, who then has to watch uh, both kids while she has to get well while she's getting dinner ready. Um, and then f- for those of you who don't know, I do a, a live Periscope show following every Cardinal game, uh, and I had my talking points ready that those were all scrapped. Um, so I just left my wife high and dry with both kids who I had I had awoken over the past twenty minutes with my hooting and hollering, but, uh, it's definitely worth it. I, I, I paid the price later that night, but definitely worth it. I, I was going to say you slept on the couch that night, didn't you? <laughs> well, I, I definitely, I think I definitely picked up the kitchen. Um, and then she had the hair appointment this week that went over four hours. So that was my punishment. Oh, four hours. <laughs> yeah, oh my Lord. <laughs> that was my, I, she, I said, when are you coming home? She left at three 30 and she says later. So, <laughs> Jeez, that you know what? That's the business we've chosen. That's right. Like That's right. Um, okay. So turning the attention to this game, I can't believe I'm saying this considering where we started at the beginning of the year. But Kyler Murray right now is clearly playing better than Russell Wilson. When Murray got all the offseason MVP attention, I said, I'm not buying it, not because of Kyler, but because of this organization, but because of this roster. And I've been proven wrong to to some extent. Yes, currently right now he's on pace for almost 50 touchdowns, 30 plus passing, and 18 rushing. I did not expect that. But what I thought was he'd have a good season, Pro Bowl level season. I did not expect it to happen this quickly. Kyler has surpassed even my my wildest expectations. Um, his ability to run the football just They've they've elevated it from last year, and he's on pace for the first 4,000-yard, 1,000-yard passing and, and rushing season in NFL history. I mean, he's just he's just an absolute stat monster, and even with the, the fast start that, that Wilson got on to begin this year, he's tempered off, and, and clearly, you know, as, a, as an outsider looking in, he's pressing, trying to overcome too much, but, you know, we joke in, in the desert, Kyler's been doing that all year. He's really been doing that since he, he took over this franchise. 
you know, in week one of 2019, every week he has to come out with the mindset that he has to score a touchdown on every possession for the Cardinals to be able to not only win, but be competitive. Um, and we all love the Hopkins edition. That was highway robbery. But for the most part, this is a receiving core that was that was here last year. And yet here they are with the number one scoring off, excuse me, the number one statistical offense in the NFL. And I think the second best rushing offense. And I would say it's 90 percent Kyler Murray and maybe 10 percent Cliff Kingsbury. I need to back all the way up here for a second, all the way back to when the Cardinals decided to go down this road. Cliff Kingsbury a basically failed college head coach who is really still nothing more than a glorified offensive coordinator. And Kyler Murray, who is, you know, as as athletic as he is, he's still the smallest NFL quarterback in decades. When the Cardinals decided to go down this road, did you think they were crazy? Because I know I did. Yeah, I, I greatly disliked the move to the point where I, I said that if the Cardinals took Kyler Murray, I would delete my Twitter account. Um, and I didn't. And that has not gone well for me. I, I switched my handle, but uh, it was early February and Steve Kime, the general manager, was at the Combine. And that was when a lot of that hype started to take place. For, for what it's worth, I, I liked the Kingsbury move because I was so disappointed with uh, the one year that Steve Wilkes had through, you know, Poor decision-making by Steve Kime from the personnel standpoint. And just Steve Wilkes is a, is a great human being, a great man, probably wasn't ready to be a head coach, and the organization didn't set him up for success. So that was disappointing, but they moved off of him, and I knew that they were going to go with an offensive coach. And lo and behold, the, the two guys that were in the running were Adam Gase and Cliff Kingsbury. And I, <laughs> I didn't mind Gase because I said, you know, he took Miami to the postseason, and, you know, they've had kind of middling quarterback play. Let's see what he can do with Josh Rosen. And goodness, if, if I would have had my way, they would have had Josh Rosen, Adam Gase, and Nick Bosa. Um, and that would not have worked out well. Uh, they ended up going with with Kingsbury. I liked that decision. I, I said, that's out of the box. That's kind of forward thinking, potentially in the NFL. Uh, Kingsbury had offers to be an offensive coordinator uh, in the NFL. He was somebody, let's, let's put it to you this way. He's somebody the Cardinals, had he had a good uh, season as an OC, either at USC or somewhere else, would not have considered the Arizona Cardinals as a franchise. He would have been courted by the Blue Blood franchises in the NFL. I, I firmly believe that. So the Cardinals were attempting to hedge their bet with Cl- Cliff Kingsbury a year early. I also think that they brought him on board in part because they wanted to talk themselves into Kyler Murray, and and they probably wouldn't have ha- had that opportunity with any other coach. Any other coach that would have been brought on board, Gase or otherwise, would have been inheriting Josh Rosen, and it would have been unthinkable to, to take another quarterback in the top 10 um, after that. Uh, it, it had never happened in NFL history. That's why I was so adamant that it, that it wouldn't happen. But as we got further and further into the offseason and you heard the likes of Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter and all these insiders say it's going to be Kyler Murray, once I accepted that and the rest of the Cardinal fan base accepted that, we were good to go. And, and lo and behold, Murray is very competitive year one. He's way better than I thought. I would have been completely wrong. Uh, I, I remember watching the draft with my buddies and my and my father that night and how dejected my father was that we didn't take Nick Bosa. And the Niners were gifted Nick Bosa. And I, I would say now, and he's probably going to listen to this, um, roughly 18 months later, uh, they, they definitely made the right decision there. One more question for me, and then I want you to pick the game. Um, I have been crushing Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Not the only one. He is super, super conservative. The first game against the Seahawks, 
he kicks it. He attempts a field goal on second down because he's so terrified about losing yards and getting out of field goal range that he panics, kicks a field goal that they miss, and they go, you know, almost cost them the game. And Kyler Murray says to him, don't ever get conservative again. Like, I got you. I'll take care of you. Yeah. And then we get to the Miami game. It's fourth <laughs> and one from the Miami 31-yard line. And what does he do? He trots out the field goal kicker again for a 49-yard kick, which, by the way, only would have tied the game with two minutes left anyway. It's not mm-hmm. even like it would have given them the lead. And he tries to kick again, and they miss the kick. Like, what is going on with Cliff Kingsbury? Why is he so conservative? I can't argue your points at all. I've been critical of Cliff um, in recent weeks. You can't take the ball out of Kyler's hands in those scenarios. So he needs to get better. His in-game coaching is not where it needs to be. He's not on the level of uh, a Pete Carroll or Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. But here's what I will say in defense of him. This is supposed to be year two of a rebuild, and the personnel still on this team is not great. And yet, you know, here's Cliff Kingsbury a guy who couldn't win more than seven games in the Big 12 in route to win double digits in his second year in the NFL with a quarterback that's 5'9". Um, I, I do think majority of the success ties back to Kyler, and that's good news for this team. But I also think that we need to give Cliff Kingsbury a, a chance to grow into being an NFL coach the same way we gave somebody like Kyle Shanahan um, ample time to consistently pick in the top 10 before uh, Jimmy Garoppolo completed a, a you know a 16-game season a year ago. All right, Johnny. So uh, Thursday night, pick the game for us. It's difficult because I do think the Cardinals are playing with house money. They've got all the momentum. They've already beaten Seattle this year. There's no 12th man to speak of. Kyler Murray is is playing with all the confidence in the world. And, and Russell Wilson is is turning the ball over at a high le- high number. Um, I will say, just for, just for the sake of, of playing in my audience, that the Cardinals do win this game. I think that they are so explosive offensively and Seattle is so Seattle statistically, I believe has the worst defense in the NFL. They're going to be missing both starting corners in Shaquille Griffin, Quinton Dunbar. Neither one of them are playing right now with, with Hopkins doing what he's doing, knowing the world's watching national stage with which Kyler thrives in. I think it's a, it's a high scoring affair. I just think Kyler Murray right now, I'm not going to say he can't be stopped, but I think they, they put up, 35 points, 38 points, something in the vicinity of, let's say, 38 to 35 Arizona Cardinals. I don't know about you, Stats, but I'm uh, I, I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well. I think uh, I, I think the, the Seattle defense is just so bad, and, and I think that you're watching Seattle, you know, week after week. It's It's been the Russell Wilson show, and, and, and as terrific as he is, he he can't carry that team without help. Yeah, I agree. I've been pounding the Seahawks defense all year. They are terrible. Anybody competent puts up great numbers against them. Kyler is killing it right now. I think the Seahawks could easily drop 40 on them. I will go with Kyler Murray. I will take the three points also. Thank you very much. So I will go Cardinals over Seahawks. Johnny Venerable from Revenge of the Birds, thank you very much for the time today. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Hope to be back. Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.